For decades, the Vietnam War has been a Hollywood obsession. Apocalypse Now, Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, First Blood. These were blockbuster films, embraced by audiences and critics alike. And for decades, they've helped us understand a painful war and understand each other. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Do We Get to Win This Time? How Hollywood Made the Vietnam War. Listen on the Big Picture feed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, I'll be talking with my BFF co-host, Stephen Othello, and writer Julian Kimball about childhood friendships, lasting and fading. But first, Stephen, how's your heart? My heart is patient. My heart is uh, beating in its own rhythm. And understanding that like patience for me is it starts with me and being patient with myself. I feel like we should use that for a guided meditation. Yeah, I mean, I, I really thought I put some thought in that one, right? I was, no, because I just I just was writing about like how I'm feeling, and then the color I would say is like um I think I'm just in like this nice little orchard pinkish vibe. You feel me? I'm looking at an orchard right now. Orchard, yeah. orchard yeah. pink. What is that? Like the flower, the orchard. Oh, orchid. Yo, yo, let me be myself, <laughs> B. Let me. I re- really didn't know what color and you yo, were putting let me, me let on me rename to it your <laughs> orchid i call oh, it an orchid you know what i'm saying it's my new oh york twin i was about to google orchard peak i was like <laughs> wow maybe let me see what this peak is um it's funny though because i was thinking that i'm more of like a blush pink today so we're both feeling pink that's a beautiful thing how's yeah. your heart it's good it's very chill um trying to be very focused today you know, if people listening ever want to share how their heart is or what color they are, please email us because that would be awesome if we start like hearing what people. Oh, I mean, I would love what that. colors they are, right? Right, I would love that. That would make me so happy. Oh, what about your friends? Pod at gmail dot com. Let us know what color. But yeah, let's talk about one of the most special types of friendships, in my opinion. 
childhood friendships. Mm. Are you still friends with your childhood friends or friend? Yes, I am. Some of them. I, I've, I've been able to manage and maintain my high school friendships. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't sleep on the fact that my junior high school friendships were, it was the first time I ever felt like um, a part of something. And I wish, you know, every once in a while I go on Facebook and just to just to see mm. what's going on with my junior high school friends. Cause even at the far, I still feel connected. And so those those relationships are important to me as well. But I've been able to maintain uh my high school friendships. So like, you know, I think that starts around like 15, 14. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your your teen friendships, but it can still qualify very much so as childhood friendships. Right. Why why is uh why is this why do you think it's special to you? There's some sort of sweetness, I think, to childhood friendships. There's like innocence to it. I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but something I've been thinking about is the how much more open we were to just individuality and forgiveness in childhood friendships. It's just something I've been thinking about. And to me, there's also, I'm friends, I'm still very close with one of my childhood friendships, Rocio, and she's pretty much like a sister because our families have always been close. Our uh, My brother and her sister and brother have been close. And I feel like that comfort is also sweet to me. So I feel like that's what why they're rare, I think. Those that last are rare, which also, again, makes it sweeter for me. But it's, it's so interesting, right? Because like I have like a lot of updated friendships from my past, but then there's some that isn't really updated. It, it just feels, like you said, it feels sweet because like those, those type of relationships take you back to who you used to be. Yes. Um, but what about the ones that are updated? Meaning like we've we've grown so much together that we don't even we're not even connected to who we used to be. We don't even have conversations about the past like that. Yeah. We're always moving forward. I think that's that's special. I mean, so there's, you know, of course, there's many reasons as to I think why childhood friendships are special. I think more in like that positive way. You mentioned something that reminds me of like nostalgia, right? Sometimes nostalgia keeps a childhood friendship intact. And I'm not sure, you know, I think it depends if that's a good or bad thing. Like if we're just talking about the past all the time, I don't think that's necessarily bad, but I think that limits the friendship and that might be okay. Like we might be just those childhood friends that talk about the past when one of us visits one another. But I do enjoy at least my childhood friendship with Rocio is that till this day, right, since elementary school, since probably kindergarten or first, or first grade, we are still really close friends. And time has passed after I like moved from Tracy to New York, there was moments where we like long periods of times where we wouldn't talk as consistently, but we still would check in. And I think now as adults, we're actually closer because I think some things that are important in in childhood friendships that have lasted is like this acceptance and comfort in who these humans have become and being open that when with that comes like an evolution of a friendship also. How, how, how have you been able to like maintain that friendship throughout the years? I mean, I think I, I think it's where we check in. I think also we have that, that bond with family. So my parents ask about her, her parents ask about me. Even the other day, she, she, I guess she mentioned to her dad that I'm dating someone and her dad said that I would like to meet him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my partner has two parents to meet and i I would feel the same way. Like I would love my parents to meet Rocio's boyfriend and you know, things like that. I think that family has always kind of kept us intact. I think there was a, 
a big chunk of our friendship when we were in high school, actually, that we kind of got distant because for me, I was a little too Mexican for the white kids or American kids. And I was a little too American for the Mexican kids. And I gravitated towards Jackie, which you know of. And I think Jackie and I became close and Rocio became friends with other people. I think she has her own version of Jackie, actually. And then like as years passed by, we would still, of course, check in. We wouldn't be as close, but things would come up about what we were interested in and all that. And I think, again, like there was always just love there. There was always, I think another important thing with friendship is there was always interest in the other person's interests. You know what I mean? Like she wanted to know what was going on in New York. I wanted to know what was going on. And she lives in Manteca and Manteca with her family, her interests, her career, dating, et cetera, et cetera. But I also asked her, knowing that we were going to <laughs> talk about this, of like, what is the key to our friendship lasting? And she said, I think with time, I've realized the meaning of friendship because we meet people throughout the years thinking that they're our friends, but don't stick around for the long run. There's a comfort level with knowing someone for so many years. They know the real you, the good, the bad, all of it. And even though we get busy in life, we manage to have some kind of communication and be there for one another. I don't second guess your loyalty. I don't know. It's like a comfort feeling I have with you because we've known each other for so long, which is like really special to hear. I think that like, yes, we've like, (laughs) it's cute. We've grown to like love and accept each other. Not who we, and I think this is also a big thing, which you and I talk about, not who we used to be or what we think the other person should be. So there's like this acceptance and comforting love that like can like motivates us to put in effort. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to let go of something so special. And I don't think there's not as much expectations for the friendship or for the other person. Right. That's Which dope. is interesting because I feel like I hold expectations for other friendships <laughs> and not this, you know? Right. But I don't think I don't think you could hold uh, expectations for any friendship. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's a, a healthy thing to do, which is what I've learned with my friendships. It's just interesting to see when that expectation comes in, right? Like with which friendship. But yeah, and I also I think now that I think about it culturally, I think you know we're both Mexican American, or so I think that there's also that bond there of comfort. I I would say like um, my friendships sometimes is kind of like rooted in my identity. I've been able to travel so much, right? This is as is a and evolved just as a person. I have this whole period of time where I was like on gangster time, right? Like I was just like a like a knucklehead stealing and selling drugs and and being spicy. And in that world, I had my friendships that were, you know, was built off of like making money. And sometimes, you know, like every once in a while, I'll think about who I was and who was around me around that time. And that holds a special place in my heart because I know that the struggle happened with these individuals. So they was able to see me from the beginning and how I evolved. They were help. They were actually um, instrumental in my evolution. You know, I I remember when I got kicked out of my mom's house. Right, I have a, a a friend who I consider a brother. His name's Kenny. He he had just got kicked out too. He was kicked out brothers, right? And <laughs> he st- he started staying in the projects. And I remember like I was like, yo, I want to stay in the projects too. Right. Because I didn't have no place to stay. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out where to stay. And um, he was like, yo, you can't stay here. And I was like, what? Why are you hating? Like, let me stay there. He was like, yo, this ain't for you. And for him to say that, you know, how you hear you hear about shit like that in movies. Nigga, really? He really did that. And that shit made me feel away at the time. But I knew he was protecting me from something that I wasn't mentally prepared for. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or was it maybe what he thought meant for you? Meant for me. And then he saved me and, and sent me on a different path. And even to this day, you know, I appreciate him for seeing me for, for more than what I saw myself as in that moment. And, um, we're still like close to this day. And, you know, I just pay homage to him, to our friendship all the time. When I speak to him, I make sure that, you know, he understands his place in my life, whether we, whether we talk or, you know, update each other all the time. I know that right off the rip, I give it up to him. Like, yo, I love you. You know what I'm saying? You changed my life. You sent me on another path that I needed, where I really needed to be. I mean, think about childhood. Who or what you think had a big influence on how you viewed childhood friendships or friendship when you were younger or what you hoped for in a childhood friendship? Like whether what you saw or listened to or people you were around. What was I watching during that time? I was watching like uh, like Family Matters. <laughs> I was watching like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know what's so funny? It was like, you know, with these with these shows, right? They always, they made... Like Fresh Prince, sorry, like he had like um, jazz, which that's his best friend. That was his best friend at the time in real life. But his connection to his cousin, Carlton, was so important as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, but they had so much beef. Like they didn't necessarily see each other the same way, um, but they had each other's back throughout it all. So like he had two versions of a friend. You know what I'm saying? Someone who argued with him, but mostly challenged them to be better. And then someone who like was what he needed in his comfort zone. You know, I think you need two types of friendships and and you need a bunch of different types of friendships, but I think those friendships kind of made me evaluate, you know, my friendships in a certain way. Same thing with like Saved by the Bell, right? Like Zach and Slater. <laughs> it's like they had friction, but they knew each other in that way. They challenged each other. And then Screech played, you know, like they played, uh, Zach played Screech as this close. And then that created this foundation for, you know, Zach, you know what I'm saying? To feel like he could literally do or get away with anything. That makes me think how, right, we always, I think with childhood friendships, people would like or think that similarities or of interests are what binds that friendship. But I also think how important differences are mm-hmm. in order for a friendship to last, right? Because people think it's a given that if there's similarities, the friendship will continue on. But are you really evolving if both of you are quote unquote similar? especially with like your views or perspectives. And you mentioned like challenge. I think that that was, that was important for like all of those characters to have is another person that was different, but still had good intentions of like challenging this person to be better. Mm -hmm. And then also just giving the friendship time to evolve into something that didn't even feel like a challenge. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's funny because I think it's more teen friendships and childhood friendships, but teen friendships, I think of like Moesha. I like loved Moesha. And that was a, a group of friends, trio. And then maybe like there was a four and then a trio, depending on when they went to college, like things like that. But they were also very different. And then right. one would do some weird shit and then the other one would have to, have to challenge, <laughs> challenge the, the other it's person. The same, it's the same. It's been the theory. It's been the same thing. Every show. Look, I mean, Martin, right? Tommy and Cole. Tommy was uh, the friend friend. And then, like, Cole was the dumb friend, according. But to me, he was, like, to me, he was the most eclectic in real life. He was silly, right? He was eclectic. He wasn't dumb at all. He just, he he had a different um, mind state. So, for him, he would, you know, it would sound dumb, but it would just, to me, he sound free, you know? Mm. 
he had yeah. freedom in his in his um, communication. He wasn't bound by any type of rules of how things should be. I'm wondering if there was ever a part in any of these friendships we're talking about where they didn't let the other friend outside of the role that they usually play. Wasn't there, uh, and this is just more like silly, but I think there was a, a time where like Will dressed up as Carlton and like, it was just more so to be silly, but I wonder if there's like an actual time. Cause I think you and I talk a lot about that of like, at least with childhood friendships or just like friends of our past, there's always this little friction of like letting the other person be a new person versus like holding them to who they used to be. Yeah. The one I could think of is when Steve Urkel turned into Stefan Arkell. <laughs> yeah. Like they had to accept in that moment, they had to accept him for being cool, but they were so yeah. used to him being a geek, right? Or a nerd that it was hard for everybody to receive him, you know? like <laughs> That's a good example. You know, so it's like, it's the same situation. It's like, yo, you got to, if you want to really love somebody, you got to love them when they down and when they glow up, right? It's the same energy. Because that, you know, when one of your friends glow up, that is interesting even in itself. Because how you see them, like some of my my, my friends that um, are famous, they say that all the time, you know, they want to just be treated like how they were when they weren't. But what they realize is that, you know, people are reacting to their success. So it's not even them. It's really their friends just reacting differently to them. Like, oh, I can't walk with you outside no more. We can't ride bikes no more. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I was going to say, I mean, I'm thinking of like key to longevity when it comes to childhood friendship. For me, it's like effort and care. It's like, again, like openness to someone's evolution and therefore like the, the evolution of the friendship and forgiveness. But what do you think are like the key things you see in childhood friendships that have them last? I will say for me, like the longest relationships I have friendships is Quasi, Kenny and Sean. Me and Kenny got into a, an argument and then literally I saw I met Quasi. So this is all between like 14, 15 years old. What I would say is like what kept us close is like the goal, right? To make it. Like we all wanted to make it. We all shared that. Even when we was like hustling and selling drugs, the goal was to make it. And then even when we involved to like selling magazines, the goal was to make it. Um, and then also like what I do now, because sometimes now the goals are different because we had different places in our life. It's just updating. I call it the iOS, right? Like update your iOS. Like if you use like a iPhone 10 and you're not updating the iOS, it's going to slow down. You know, the relationship slows down, you know, like the, the connection is slower. So it's like if you got to accept someone for who they are now, but the only way you could do that is by asking them how they really, how they doing, you know, and then being open and vulnerable in that moment and sharing. Right. But if there's no sharing and all it is, is like old connection, meaning like, yo, every time you, you link up, it's like, you know, remember when we did this and back in the day, this, and you should do this, you should bring this back. Then how, how is the friendship supposed to move forward? So it's just about updating the iOS. I think that also makes me think of how that's when nostalgia might not be something positive in the friendship. If we're, if it's feeding the connection of always going back to the past of like, remember when, remember when, and it's comfortable there. Yeah. Nostalgia is a comfortable space. Like I, I always think about that, like how, like when you think of history, like we romanticize history so much 
So like, you know, even in our own history, right? We'll be like, yeah, we've been friends for so long and this, that. And it's like, yo, do you understand the shit that y'all went through? Like there was times when y'all was not rocking with each other, but you forgot. Right. And yeah. all you can remember is the moment when she was like, yo, we should, we, we're good. Like, yeah, you know, y'all start working at the Gap together or something crazy like that. Those connections. <laughs> that but in was, reality. That was actually my friendships. Yeah. Right. But in, but in reality, you know, there was things that, you know, created the separation or the disconnection. And um, we forget that because we romanticize what it used to be like. I write a lot personally. So I remember all this stuff. I, re- I write down the <laughs> moments when I stopped fucking with somebody like, yo, you know, those are the, I, I, you know, I also write about the good times, but I definitely write about the bad times to remember exactly why I'm in this position right now. I mean, I will say that the, I think the childhood or teen friendships that had not la- uh, have not lasted in my life is because one of us was holding the other to who they were, used to be. And it was too hard or too uncomfortable to let that continue on. And it's about like learning to let things also not be, you know? So yeah. definitely agree. You gotta let you gotta let your you gotta let it, you gotta let yourself, let your people, let everyone like y'all, y'all gotta grow. So I asked uh friends of mine about their childhood friendships that have lasted the test of time. Um and one of my friends who's also like a big listener of the show, Fausto says something and I think that's where this like forgiveness comes in. But he said that there, you know, this is what he said. He said, there has to be a mutual effort to spend time together, even if it's seldom. Being there for milestones and the hard stuff. There has to be communication that is honest, open, and receptive. And understanding that life is constantly evolving for us and at different speeds. And that we we may not be able to kick it every weekend or every month like we used to. And although our free time does not align, it's not personal and there's always love. Retrospectively, I feel like we were much more forgiving as children than we are now. We, we are very quick to cut friends off that we made as adults. So I think that was like the part that really hit. Um, it's like we've I created this that. narrative that friendship is perfection and it's not. It's choosing a bond despite differences of all kinds and obstacles life throws us throws at us, even if they're self-inflicted obstacles. Uh, Fausto, who said that? Fausto uh, my friend Fausto. Shout who out to also, you, brother. <laughs> who, um, those last two things of like forgiveness, I think it also ties with like how much, you know, we've talked about toxicity but that even is like the definition of it, like when to break up with a friend. And I think that's that's also what makes, I guess, a childhood friendship sweet is we've been open to forgiveness, whether again, like it was, we've caused each other harm, intentional or unintentional, or the other person has been there while we even maybe subconsciously didn't know we're causing ourselves harm. So like, I think that was an interesting thing for me to think about. And I think it's true. I think that we were more open to forgiveness when we were children, because also like, you know, we didn't know about all this, all that was to come. Right. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? That's a, that's beautiful. He beautifully said for one. And I, I honestly, I've never thought about that. I remember when I said I, uh, me and uh, Kenny got into an argument. Yeah. Right. We got into an <laughs> argument because he said something to a girl that I liked and it embarrassed me. And I was like, I'm never being your friend again. Right. He was like, fuck you, yo. And I was like, is this the same that. friend that you mentioned of this in the is, past? Yeah, this is Kenny. <laughs> And then, and then no, no, like literally maybe 10 minutes later, I walked into the, to the lunchroom and then Quasi was sitting with the guards having lunch. And I was like, yo, where'd you get your sneakers from? And that is how my relationship with Quasi started. My friendship with Quasi started. We got into our argument and then that pushed me to, towards finding some sort of common uh, thing, which was uh, fashion and sneakers. 
And then me and Quasi been cool ever since, right? But was Quaz and Kenny, were they friends? Yeah, they was friends. It was like, you know, high school. You know how it is. Like, everybody okay, cool. Okay. But the crazy part about it is the next day, me and uh, Kenny was friends again. But I felt <laughs> yeah. like it was, I needed a new friend. Like, it's over. <laughs> the next, I'm talking about the next day, like, what you doing? <laughs> yo, let's cut school, yo. That, right? Like, immediately we moved on. So it's funny. Yeah. And I don't know. Was if that it, natural forgiveness, do you think? It was supernatural. Or it was just like. Unspoken of forgiveness, I, I guess. Mean, we unspoken was like, forgiveness. What you doing was like the white flag for both of us. Like, what you doing? Yeah. Like, what, what you doing today? It's like, <laughs> that was the white flag for both of us. But I would say nowadays, I think the, the, the circumstances are just deeper for people, you know? Like, it's time. People got families now. They don't have time to be, like, uh, mismanaging friendships, you know? Like, Because yeah. I think when we were kids, friendships weren't draining. Like, we never used that type of word uh, growing up. Yeah. <laughs> we learned all these new words of how to, like, um, communicate friendship, right? Draining, overwhelmed, I can't be vulnerable, right? Like, he was never saying yeah. this, this stuff. And the opposite, right? That might not be great. Also, fulfilling and, fulfilling. like, they're always there for me for everything. And it's just... And we also did not know once getting that 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 also wasn't very healthy either. But yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it wasn't even about that. It was just about, like, what's for lunch? Or, like, yo, I like this girl. Yo, you think I should holler at her? Yeah, I'm gonna be your wingman. Like, it was very simpler times in that moment. For us, it was a little different. Our thing was like, how do we make money so we can buy apartments and clothes, right? At 15 years old. Because all we wanted to do was move out of our mom crib. That story reminds me of The Wood, the last part you said. Yeah. I mean, that's what The Wood was, uh, you know, that's that's a fact. <laughs> that whole movie is a, a fact. It's, uh, you know, because these, these four men all were different in their own right, but they were still supportive, but, you know, playful with one another and had a say or opinion on the dating life of the other person. I think I, I just enjoyed that movie just because of how they embraced one another, even yeah. when it got ugly. Right. And then, but I mean, even like them being open enough to receive uh, Omar Epps' young character. Yeah. In the, in the core, you know what I'm saying? Because, he came from North Carolina and they allowed him in. Like, yo, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do. You shouldn't talk to him. You should. Those are bloods. <laughs> yeah. Those are crips. Right? Yeah. Like, they started putting him on game. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it is. You know, that's how it be. You know, it be like that. Sometimes it takes, you know, that one friend to, like, open you up to new friends. You know, that's how I met Sean. Sean, I met Sean via Kenny. The second day of school, he was like, yo, you want to go to Mama's Fried Chicken? It was on 116th and 8th Ave. And I met Sean. He was in there. He was like, and Kenny was like, I'm going to buy you a, a cheeseburger. You never had one? I'm going to buy you a cheeseburger. And I met Sean. Sean is Smoke Dizza. Smoke Dizza is my, one of my best friends to this day. But I didn't know Smoke. I knew him. I met him that day via Kenny. And, and that's how like the three amigos started. That's how we formed. You know what I'm saying? In, in high school. Do you think that it's possible to still maintain or I guess nourish a friendship, a childhood friendship, if the people have grown to be so different than who they used to be? I think it's hard. Mm -hmm. I really do. I got friends that I've, I've, I've tried to reconnect and I just didn't, I couldn't find the, aside of nostalgia, I couldn't really find the connection. Um, I think it's hard. I think it's, um, 
it's something that you got to really work towards. I mean, that's even with, you know, family. I have cousins that I grew up with. Because I family to me is like friendships. It's like the same thing. It's like intertwined. And so I look at family just as like some of my cousins were my best friends growing up. That's how I, that's how I understood what a, a friend was, is through some of the cousins I had. And, um, you know, I've had cousins that I was like raised right next to and we're not as close as we used to be. And I think it's, it's hard to find that connection sometimes, you know, yeah. and allowing it because life be so different from people. Something I think it makes it difficult is when, you know, you expect the person to still remain the same role they had in the friendship or the friend group, right? There's always like the caretaker, the one that's like a little silly and naive. And when you grow up with someone, it's hard to like think of the dynamic in another way. Uh, not that it can't be possible, but I think I've seen that where a person is no longer like that, right? They don't need the caretaking that they probably needed when they were younger or they've gotten a little like rough around the edges or things like that. Like, I think that that's also something that makes it difficult is like also these expectations that we like talk about, like of you have to talk consistently or they got to know everything. And it's just like, to me, it's more about feeling, right? We I don't talk to Rocio about every single thing all the time. When I when we catch up or when we do text, it's it's what we should be talking about. And having the time to even do that, you know, being yeah. able to like carve in time, you know, like one of my close friends told me that he was like, everybody don't move how you move. Some people got families and they need to carve time in. So, you know, it, it may not be like, yo, what you doing right now? You got to like, show grace. Link. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work like that for everybody. For some people, it's like, yo, I can, I'll be free September 12th at 9 p.m. Lock it in. And it's like, I bet. And it sometimes it feels like, damn, this is, they might be too busy for me. But it's, in reality, they got things that they are, are managing, prioritizing, but they also are like making time for you. Just, you know, trying to make it work the best that they can. And you got to be, you got to allow that type of grace, you know? It's the little things. I mean, we talked about, I talked about this last episode of, you know, when I had surgery, the expectations I had on a friend. At the same time, right, Rocio, my doorbell rang and there was a, a little package, like a gift package of blanket, socks, whatever you need. And I, I didn't know she was going to send it. I didn't know it was hers until she messaged me the next day to make sure that I got it. But it's just like little things like that that I think, that aligns, right, with how we grew up. And I feel like that is why, again, there's this connection that we put effort in because we see those things from each other. What do you think we can learn from, from childhood friendships and use in our friendships now? When I was younger, I, just, I feel like we just used to just flow together. Like, just, just flow. Like, just open to anything. Like, what's, back in the day, it used to be like, what's good for the day, right? We don't even be saying stuff like that no more. Like, what's good for the night? What we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no what's good for the night, what we doing anymore. Or what, like, like how can I support, you know? Like, that was that was our version of it. And I don't think I hear it enough these days, you know? I think it's as simple as like, yo, how's how's your heart, right? I think to me, like, what's good for the night now is like, how's your heart? Mm-hmm. I ain't, I don't really, aside from, from a few people, I'm not really finding out how people's heart is, you know? Because some people ain't open to like um, sharing that. Where, where, where the, I, when I was growing up, like all we talked about is our dreams. I think nowadays we don't even dream as much as we used to because it comes with like um, execution. It comes with the pressure to actually do what yeah, you dream about. Sure. 
when I was growing up, all I did was dream. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to think about, I wanted to be a rapper when I was a kid because I was like, I, I could do that, right? Like I felt like I could do anything I want and I was around people that was dreaming like me and they felt like they could do everything they want. Now, these days it comes with an expectation to actually do it, what you said you're yeah. dreaming about. I mean, to that point, for me, it's just like, uh, we t- I talk about sweetness. I think is appreciating the sweetness, appreciating that things sometimes do feel like home. We talk about like childlike wonder, right? That also pertains to to friendships of like keeping that that feeling there if it's possible. Yeah, like when's the, when's the last time you played with a friend? <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. See, you even laugh when you said that. Um, I can't even remember the last time I did you that. Play with your friends more. <laughs> Shut up. When's the last time you played with your friends? I play with my friends every single day. We be on Xbox going crazy. Oh, yeah, you do play with your friends? I play, I play all, I play, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, I play a lot. I play more than I actually take, like, I think people don't un- realize how much I'm actually playing for most of the day. Thank God, right? Like, yeah, I'm so grateful to be able to play. I mean, I, I think, I think that's important, like we talk about differences in friendship and I think about like my move to New York, right. From Tracy. And I think that the dreams of my friends and I were very different. And I think it took me a while to realize that that's actually a good thing because what matters is that if you're blessed to, at the very least, you're doing things that you love. But yeah. Anything else you want to add, sir? Mm, No, I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna go buy some flowers in like the next two, two, two to three hours. Now I want orchids, so I'm going to go get some orchids. I think you could just keep calling them orchard pink. You're right. I want to get some more orchards. You feel but me? orchards are like also big, like, fields of trees. But Dad, whatever I'm, you want to call we gonna go. We're going to get some orchards and orchids today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, BRB, I'm going to go talk to my friend and writer, Julian Kimball. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reels always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Julian, where have you been my whole life? Uh, (laughs) Writing to everyone listening. You've you've known me for like over a decade. (laughs) I know. That's what's so wild. To everyone listening, Julian Kemble is a writer, former colleague. We've written and worked together for years. Definitely Billboard. Of course, instrument. Instrument, yep. You've written for Illy, my yeah. love-based publication. That was a really great feature. Uh, we won't talk about that because that's a whole different con- <laughs> concept. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad to see your face. It's been a minute. You're just out here writing amazing profiles. 
Yeah. Now I'm ruining my life by writing a book. Yes, I saw the news. That's amazing. How's that going? Um, you see how happy I look? Julian, you always look like this, though. <laughs> I know. I, don't, I, I make the exact same face. I have no poker face, and yet I'm impossible to Um, It's going. I'll say that much. Okay. It's going. Okay. Uh, that yeah. makes me very excited to want to write a book. It's worth it in the end. Yeah. So I, bet, I mean, for sure, congratulations, though. That's an amazing feat, and you've... Well deserve it. You've written so many great pieces uh, since I've known you. And today we're going to be talking about childhood friendships. You know, I was just thinking of like who to have on the show. And I feel like because of what you've written, especially for The Ringer, I was like, Julian might be perfect for this. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I want to do this because like I have a lot to say about this. Like, <laughs> I, think about, I think just over the past maybe four or five years, I've been thinking a lot about like what friendship means and the role of like my friends, like various friend groups in my life. And then thinking about like people's relationship with nostalgia and then just relationships with people in general, I think also Mm -hmm. was like kind of made my world smaller in some ways, but like then bigger in others. Like I think it's the people who I've known the longest and the people who I know the best who I think, you know, have the most access to me and who are the people who I like, I go to to talk to the most about the most, like a broad range of things. So I was like, oh yeah, there's a whole, whole lot to talk about here. <laughs> um, I mean, we're definitely going to talk about nostalgia later because I do think that that's a really important role in childhood friendships and then also how we see childhood friendships in pop culture. But what, like, I guess you said within the past five to like five years or so, was that something that like happened where you're like, let me think about, let me reframe maybe what like friendships, especially childhood friendships mean to me. Yeah. Um, you start to watch like your parents and family members get older and, you know, people, people pass away. Things just happen in our lives where it's like, oh, there are people who you think might be around for whatever that mm. you, then you realize that like, oh, you know, like <laughs> everybody isn't, it, it's like, mm, okay, this is, this is where I leave you in some mm, cases. Yeah. You know, I think with me as a person, it's like the people who I think also understand me the best and also can <laughs> maybe deal with the rougher edges of my personality. Then also like hold me accountable for things or the people who've known me the longest in some instances, in some instances. I've thought a lot about that. And then I, the pandemic gave everybody, hopefully, time to like sit and ruminate on, on, on For things. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of that where it's like when we couldn't do anything else, you know, we just kind of like would talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we finally communicated to our loved ones during the pandemic. Yeah. It, it's like these are it's not like we didn't uh, we didn't do this before. It's not like the dynamic was like strained or like not. You know what I mean? Like the bond wasn't like weaker, weak yeah. ever before. But I think it's like it's like tighter now. I think we went a little deeper. Like, like it, it, yes, it asked of us to go a little deeper in like really examining how we feel about ourselves and other people in our lives. Yeah, I mean, I think it taught it made me personally. I could say it made me think about like who is around me, mm-hmm. literally, like in terms of like proximity, and then like what do we have in common in terms of worldview some things only work for like a certain period of your life and then there are people who are just like gonna be around because they have been and then you start to see in situations like that like why they've been around 
Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much there. I feel like the two things that come up, which is always why childhood friendship is something that like we have to like examine a little deeper is whether they're lasting or fading because of like a change of interests on either part. And then also just a change of growth. Like I don't, I'm not like this anymore. I don't like this anymore. Or now I am like this. And also, I guess like the expectations at, in this example, like of a childhood friend of like, are we expecting them to also be the same or not be the same? And I think that's also like, I guess that's like the main thing is like expectations when it comes to friendship. What do you think? At least with me and the people who I was friends with, the people who I talk to still now who are still my friends, it's like there's just a rhythm there. Mm. We all have reasonable expectations of each other and understand that, you know, like because we've like grown as people, then, you know, like, and I think that's important. Like friendships are things that like, they don't like, they can stay consistent, but it's not like dynamics don't necessarily have to have to be static. The friendships like should evolve as you all evolve as people, right? These are things that kind of like, like relationships kind of like grow, you know what I mean? As, as you get to know somebody better. And, you know, sometimes it's like you, you expect them to be just the same because you expect people to be the same. And like, you shouldn't be the same person you were when you were a kid in, in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like there, there are some certain things that will be the same, right? But like, <laughs> you can't just like stay in like 1995. You can't, yeah. you literally can't. And like things are just going to be different. And that's why some people like, for like a, a variety of reasons, grow apart over the years. Or even if you do, it's like, it doesn't have to be like, acrimonious you know there's not necessarily like animus or anything like that between you and somebody who you grew apart from it's just like mm. that's just what it is you know what i mean you, you you might just you still see them sometimes around and you can just like talk to them but it's like what do y'all have in common at this point sometimes that just happened yeah i mean i think that there's there's these like key things that are important i think for childhood friendships to last uh which is i think like also just acceptance of who you are and also how, who this person is now. And I think that like one thing that Steven and I, uh, you know, my best friend talk about a lot, my co-host is reintroducing ourselves to our friends of just like continuing to do that and continuing to also ask our friends of who they are at this very day, because a lot can happen, let alone even in like one day, years, blah, blah, blah. So it's really important to keep checking in with your friends. And I feel like that is key to childhood friendships of like checking in on who this person is and accepting that they're not going to be the same person as long as you're still, you know, your core values still align. Yeah. Have you ever seen it in like, like other people who are friends and it's like, they're, they're holding on to this because of like the past, but you can just see that they're a totally different stations. Yeah. Life. Yeah. You can just, so it's like, and then being like detached from it in that sense, like, like it allows you to like assess, like reassess things in your own life. I've literally, I've literally seen that happen where it's like, I can see that these two people, I, I understand the history that's there. Like I've seen the photos, I've seen the Polaroids, <laughs> Yeah, but like looking at these people now, just, just, I, I'm like, I don't even understand why. And at some point they're going to, come to that realization too if they haven't already yeah i mean it's like the why are y'all even together that like happens in in relationships and it also happens in this type of relationship with a friendship i've seen it and I, i'm always nervous of like resentment when you see that type of energy between two people of like i don't know this forced closeness either again because of expectations that you should be friends with this person and because you they know you so well and it's just like do they 
do they know you so well? Like, I think at least in my experience with my, some of my childhood friendships, probably excluding like one is I'm so held to this expectation of who I was in the past. Like, as in like, oh, she'll make the same mistakes or she'll be gravitated toward the same things. And it's just like, how can you be, you know, how can you stay close with someone when they kind of expect you to still be the same person? But you mentioned nostalgia. Nostalgia is a big thing with childhood friendships or like almost feeling indebted to these type of friendships, especially if you grew up in a small town and your family's like close. Like I think I've been watching like Reservation Dogs. And I think that that's like one thing that comes up a lot is like this expectation to still to do the same things as the other people in the friend group because you've known each other for so long, because it's a small town, like family knows each other. This is what you do. And of course, like tension occurs when one's just like, no, I'm not going to LA or one leaves the other when they're on the way to LA. That's the best show on television right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've been saying that for like a few years. I think I said it last week. I'm like, this is the best show on television right now. How do you feel about those friendship dynamics? Yeah, it's, you can see that because they live on this reservation in Oklahoma, it's like, there's like this, there's a sense of community there and they've all been like, they, they, they became friends because like they were there. And like, I don't think the bond is any, it's like you're getting to the part of like adolescence, like your teenage years where like people are starting to form like their own identities and thinking beyond like, well, I just got to stay here because everybody else did. They all want to get out. But then it's like, but then what, you know, it's like you start to see characters think about, oh, well, you know, I'm almost 18. I want to go to college. I want to, I actually want to like leave here. You know, people, they want to see the world beyond what's in front of them because of the the experience of, you know, losing a friend. Like they know that there's like a sense of feeling like they have to keep going because he could. This like almost debt to their friend that has passed away of like, if he, they, he wasn't able to, so I'll do this for him, uh, which is a heavy, heavy burden to carry, which also wasn't really asked of. The, you know, of these characters, but yeah. They still feel it. You're like, they're still walking around with that weight for the first two seasons of the show. And you get to the point of the other show now, like in the third and final season where it's like, that's been resolved. You know what I mean? Like they, they, made, they went to LA, they did what they said they were going to do. And like, and now it's like, well, now what? Now you actually have to deal with like, okay, so that's like the whole goal. Like that's the, the main, like that's the, the, the thing driving the show. But then that's the thing driving like these characters. Now that they've achieved that, then they actually have to deal with themselves. Now it's like, now it's like, oh, well, now what? And so that's why I think it's, it's almost, I wish the show would go on for longer, but I understand that like Sterling Harjo, who's like the creator like the show, like he sees like the beginning of something, the middle of something in the end. And it's clear that he's like at the end and ready to move on now. So I just, I feel like they've, they've reached a point where it's like, all right, you see the end point. Let's just like work towards that. And then let's see how, I'm, and I'm still very curious to see who these kids are at the end of the show. Like, I still think they'll be largely themselves, but like how it's going to play out for them. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, I- I'm a- I'm with you on like wanting more afterwards to see who they are after this, especially because of this decision to move away from home was mostly driven by someone who wasn't physically present throughout this entire, you know, journey of theirs. But I also think of like nostalgia and I know that growing up, like the movies and shows that I watch as far as childhood friendships, they always like came back together when they were adults. The one thing I always go back to is Now and Then, the movie of like the four girls. And and it's just like, you know, back then I was like, this is what childhood friendships are, right? Like you grow up in a small town, even though you guys are all different, you have different dynamics, you come back together. 
And then you grow up and you're like, oh, that's not how this is, especially if, you know, I can relate to being from a small town and moving away to New York and then coming back and being like, oh, the friendships are not as strongly intact. And I think that nostalgia plays a big role. But how long does nostalgia last as far as like being what connects two people? I mean, I think it's always like they're frozen in the like in the amber. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. that can't that can't just be the basis of your relationship. Right. If the if the whole like the foundation of your relationship is just the past in like history, then like one, you're limiting conversation, you know, like to <laughs> to quote Tony Soprano, remember when is the lowest form of conversation. Mm. Right. Yes, exactly. And this is exactly what this is, yeah living in the past. So it's like, we can sit around and talk about stuff that happened and it's like hilarious or you can reflect on how dumb it was that you did it. But like, like I said before, like friendships are things that should grow with you as, as people, you know, like I, I think pop culture, particularly with our generation, I think I saw ideals and then also cautionary tales in film and television and then in, in music. And I thought like, you know, people think, oh, this, when is it going to be my version of this? And I was always kind of like, well, I could see the slight differences in my life and like these people's lives. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't quite have it as bad as like the kids and boys in the hood, you know, like I didn't, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I also understood that that's still very much reality for you. Like it could happen to it, to anybody, you, you, you know? It sounds like you were realistic of these stories that you were watching. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I was always interested in storytelling and I was like, okay, well, like I can see how that feels real. Like even understanding John Singleton's whole reason behind that, just being a Gen Xer and being like, this is a dude who's the same age as who was, you know, our rest piece was the same age as uh, Molly Ringwald and like Anthony Michael Hall and all that. Like loved all those John Hughes movies because he's that age. But he was like, I don't see no black people in them. So like he wanted to make his version of that. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, that, slash stand by me in a lot of ways and then it builds on that and then you see like this is a this is a team movie just like all those other team movies and so friendship is very essential to it but then you have like the realities that like a ferris bueller doesn't have to doesn't worry have. about right exactly yeah which is interesting is that what what did you grow up watching in regards to childhood friendships that kind of impacted your thought on what they would so, be yeah. here? You think about things like, I've mentioned Stand By Me, and like you have like the Sandlot, I love Boys the Sandlot. in the Hood. In terms of cautionary tales, I think like Juice, right? <laughs> like yeah. That's something where I was like, I'm like, I always understood that like it doesn't always work out well. Like sometimes those things sour. <laughs> I saw this old, as when I got older, but you know, I always think it makes me think about friendship. It's like uh, Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. Which is basically, wow. it's about like, yeah, I know it's, it's, and you got to watch the four hour version. Don't, <laughs> don't watch the one that they cut up. Watch the long director. Yeah. Cause you got to see it all. And it just, it's, it's about how, you know, grow people growing up necessarily like with nothing, just having like that friendship, that love for each other. And then how life takes you to different places. And then like, like we said, like the past, the, the debts you feel like you owe people, it can get dark at times, but it's, it's, worth watching i think and then also i think the one that i think is i was the most realistic about and i think i connected to the most and i think a lot of people connect to this is like the wood the wood <laughs> yeah the wood like um 
I remember talking to Rick Family Yu, who directed The Wood, like a few years, like years ago, like around the time that Dope came out, because he did that as well. Oh, yeah. And just, I you know, dope. yes. Just talking about how like good that was. I remember, you know, Daniel Smith was still at uh, the undefeated landscape for me, known as the undefeated. You know, like I wanted to write something for her about that. And she was like, I didn't realize that like your generation, it's like this is for like our our generation, because this is for this is a movie about Gen Xers. Yeah. And you know, she's like, I didn't realize that that movie resonated so strongly with your like your generation. I'm like, well, you got to think about when it came out. It's like th- that movie came out around a time when like <laughs> we were like that age. So I think for like the younger audiences, like you see it and it's like, if you see it young, you know what I mean? When you're in like middle school or junior high, you you think about it like, wow, like this is like what I'm experiencing now. And you see the older versions, like the characters, like when they're grown, like when they're late twenties, you think like, how is this moment? One of my friends getting married or me getting married going to be like, what's it going to, you know what I mean? Is it going to be like this? And that's something that I think like you realize, like, I don't care who it is. Like all my, we all like know that movie. Everybody knows it, like, word for word. People would just, like, you know, I have multiple group chats where people will just text me a random line from the movie, and we'll all just laugh at it. And then, you know, you, you think about, like, <laughs> you get to those, like, that stage in life where it's like, okay, who's the first one of, of this group of friends to get married? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. is it going to be like Roland's wedding? You know what I mean? And it wasn't. Like, he's like, you don't want it to be like that. Like, you don't. Yeah. Nothing that dramatic or, or chaotic, but still just like that feeling of thinking, man, like we we made it to this point. This is what it's like. We are adults. You get to think about like the past, but then also, you know, enjoy like like you gotta live in the now. That's something that I'm like thinking about more in like every other area of my life. It's just like appreciating what's happening in, in, in the moment because you know, when it's gone, it's gone. I think friendships just have to evolve like i like i have a group of friends childhood friends like the person i've known the shortest amount of time is 21 years wow and okay the, the way that we managed to i guess deepen our friendship is, is during the pandemic you know we had a group chat because group chats are efficient right mm-hmm. but everybody wasn't getting all the messages because you know everybody don't have an iphone so it's like okay it was a work <laughs> yeah. this my friend had the ingenuity to be like, okay, I'm going to start a Slack channel, but like only if like it that functions as a group chat and, you know, like we s- still use it. Like it's, I'm getting the notifications on my phone <laughs> right now. You know, like when we were bored during the pandemic, he also had the idea to be like, okay, let's just like watch a movie. Like, okay, once a week, we'll watch a movie, like watch a movie a week later. We'll all discuss it. That's dope. And then on like, in the same way that you and I are talking to each other right now, we do it on like Google Hangouts. But then in the conversation ultimately devolves into, you know, us yelling about sports or something like that. So it's like we get, we, we, we address the movie, the main themes of the movie, why we chose the movie, who hadn't seen the movie more often than not. I've already seen it because like that's like my thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's good to see how it's just it's consistency. Right. And it is something that we can do. And then, you know, like you <laughs> kids will, will, will float in and out of like the 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 the, the, the camera you know what i mean it's it's, it's yeah. fun like and you see like same group of people it's like I, I think the thing that like people think about with friendship is oh it's like is it going to be like this is it going to what did pop culture teach about friendship it's like you expect that these are going to be the people that like you know are, are, are in your wedding or whatever and it's like I, I get that and it's more about what that really is is community you know, and I feel like that's what I have with the people who I've been like 
childhood friends with. And I think that's the thing that you could hope for the most community. Are these people who I can rely on for like very like support in, in different way? Like, you know, like somebody got to watch somebody's kids or something, you know, like I remember my God brother, like who I'd known literally my entire life. Uh, like it, it like during the pandemic, just his wife being like, yo, can you, can you just like, is it all right if like our son, your godson, just like talks to you about superheroes for like 45 minutes so we can Aww. get some work done in this house? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll take the time out of my day to do that. You know, he'll ask me about all types of things about the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff that kids care about. And it's like, yeah, I'll, like you remember like when like me and your dad were kids, we used to make comic books. And he's like, yeah, we told, he, he told me all about that. Stuff like that, you know. We have a fancy, fancy football league, you know, like it's stuff like that. Like, okay, somebody will buy all the tickets for like an Eagles game and then we'll pay that person back so that we can all go just so get it when it's available. It's like having community. I think that's what friendships from your childhood when it's like, you know, I just remember like everybody going to like the basketball court or something like that or like pulling up in my god brother's house and like everybody being like, all right, now we can all play right now or throwing snowballs at my friends you know like before jv basketball game and then like one of us accidentally hitting a car and then having like flee and stuff like that like that evolves into community when you're older the people who will help you do things the people who will like make your life easier for the remainder of like the time that y'all are all on this planet that's what that's like i don't, I don't that's like the ultimate like idea of like friendship to me and like what we can all hope for what do you say after that? That's beautiful, Julian. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Julian. Thank you for having me on. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you have any stories, feels, or thoughts about childhood friendships, send us an email at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to tell us how your heart is and what color you're feeling. Uh, besides that, talk to you next week. <laughs>